So the big question is, how can physical therapists create a successful career earning six figures or more and give patients the care they need without relying on insurance companies for reimbursement? If you want to learn the answers to those questions and more, then you've come to the right place. My name is Dr. Aaron LeBauer, physical therapist, business coach, serial entrepreneur, and author of the Cash PT Blueprint. Thanks for joining me today. Hey, what's up? Welcome back to the Cash PT Lunch Hour podcast. Uh, this is Aaron LeBauer, your host. I'm a Sagittarius, but I also have a guest with me today. Her name is Jess Jenny. And Jess uh, is a recurring person on the podcast. She was on a little over a year ago. Um, I wanted to bring Jess back because she's doing something really incredible. She's making somewhere around $20,000, $30,000 a month, working two to three days a week, helping other physical therapists uh, become travelers to create online courses. Um, and uh, she gets to go skiing on Fridays whenever she wants. So Jess, welcome to the show. I'm, I'm so happy for you to be here. Thank you so much, Aaron. I can't believe it's been over a year since I've been on the podcast last, but I'm so honored to be back. Thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. That's awesome. So um, I think the, the couple of the cool things are that you were like, hey, Aaron, you know, like, I think I'm going to go, okay, can we reschedule this one for the podcast? There's something else. It's like, can we do something a different day? Because I want to go skiing tomorrow because it's going to snow and you have like ultimate like time freedom. You can hop in your van and go anywhere you want. I mean, that's just so cool. Um, can you just kind of catch everyone up? Like, what are you doing right now? And kind of what is, uh, what is your business and kind of schedule look like? Yeah, sure. Uh, so I am the founder of wanderlustpts.com. It started as a blog just to educate other PTs who are aspiring to be traveling physical therapists. Uh, and it has since morphed into a blog really designed to help PTs avoid burnout and more so design a career around a lifestyle they love. And I do that through teaching about travel therapy, online business, cash-based PT, uh, and help connecting my network of great PTs with great clinic owners uh, and help them find really great jobs and clinicians. Um, so it's really kind of grown to help all PTs just really design the lifestyle that they want. And that kind of goes back to speaking about, um, you know, going skiing on a Friday if you want to do that, to be able to do that. Yeah. So how was the skiing? Was it good? It was so good. It's the best. It was the best all season. Uh, yeah. So much snow. That's awesome. Are you like, <laughs> did you grow up skiing or do you do like snowboarding or anything like that? I did. I grew up skiing and uh, like as soon as I could walk, I was on skis. So nice. it feels like second nature to me. Nice. Mm -hmm. What's the, what's the best ski mountain you've ever been on? Oof. Mm, I think Lake Tahoe, but maybe for the views. Mm -hmm. Just, yeah out west there yeah, yeah it's a different awesome. world out west compared to the east skiing. yeah well we got the southeast we sometimes just ski with grass and mud <laughs> yes <laughs> like you a... book your ski vacation down there yeah. and then hope that there's snow for yeah, you. you hope that there's snow you hope that there's like a week of like sub 32 degrees weather so you get yeah. some snow made um that's exactly. really awesome so jess um let's see kind of like what what was going on in your career like a few years ago like i think you were working as a traveler and you were helping people but like were you like were you did you ever have a time where you felt burnt out or kind of stuck with what you were doing i i was a travel pt for 10 years and i loved travel pt and i loved talking people into becoming traveling therapists mm -hmm. um i 
although I was a physical therapist, I think business always ran in my blood and like, that's where my passion was. Mm -hmm. So although I was a physical therapist and enjoying what I was doing, I was always looking for a way to build something, to make a bigger impact, to work less and make more. Uh, and really it was Tim Ferriss's four hour work week book that really kicked it off for me and mm -hmm. lit a fire under my bum and said, there's gotta be something more. Um, and that kind of helped me to think outside of the box and start thinking about online course creation, blogging. Um, and then when I went to PT BizCon in 2020, uh, just as I was getting let go from my travel job because of COVID, I attended PT BizCon two years ago, which was amazing um, and life-changing for me. It lit the fire under my bum to then catapult my business and catapult my online um, presence into something more that not only was a side gig anymore for me, but it was a, it was a business for me. Mm -hmm. I, I could go all in, in it. I could go full time and I could make my schedule and do what I want when I want. Um, so that's probably, that's a little bit about my journey to get to where I am today. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I mean, was yeah. there like a, cause I know you said you help people with burnout. Was it that other people around you were burnt out or friends or you know, was there like something like, like that you encountered, you're like, okay, I got to help people with this. Like, this is why this is what I need to be doing. Yeah, absolutely. I think burnout is a very common term in our field, unfortunately, yeah. uh, between the PT mills, which is another term thrown around. Um, and that's what I hear from PTs when I talk to them. And when I was speaking to them, people interested in getting into travel is because they were burnt out in their current position and they wanted to be able to have the flexibility to take time off between assignments and to be able to uh, determine when they want to work and where they want to work mm -hmm. and for how long. Um, so that is how burnout applied to the travel PT world. And then as, uh, as COVID hit, everybody lost, lost their job in 2020. And I transitioned into saying like, Hey guys, we could just sit around and twiddle our thumbs and wait for the travel jobs and the perm jobs to come back. Or we could take our career into our own hands and start building online businesses of our own. I've done it. This is how I've done it. Um, join me yeah. if you want to learn. Yeah. That's awesome. So 2020 came around and you were like, sweet. Now it's time to go all in on my online business. Right. Something like that. Yes. Yes. But well, only after PT BizCon. <laughs> okay. So yeah. why hadn't you done it before or what was it at PT BizCon that you learned or saw that you were like, oh, I can do this? Uh, I didn't, it was, so at PT BizCon, I met you and I learned all of the, the tactics. I think I was inspired. I was motivated and I realized that there was an option other than throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks. Mm -hmm. There was, here is a clear path on how to market and how to do sales and how you can increase your revenue with what you've already created. Um, and you made it clear to me that you could help me in that way. And I was absolutely um, skeptical as all PTs are initially, right? And then after joining you, Aaron, in the mastermind program, um, it was evident and clear that I, uh, that 
I could take my business to the next level. I think you had asked me, you know, Jess, what do you need in order to feel confident working together? And I said, well, Aaron, I'd really like to make six figures, right? I feel like that's something that PTs, it's like that six figure mark for us just feels right. And so you said, okay, well, 10K a month, we can do that, right? And I was like, 10K, I'm doing the math. That's more than six figures, but yeah, sure. Okay, Aaron, right, 10K a month, right? And then within a month, I was there. I was paying myself um, 10K a month and I had ever since. You just uh, helped me to implement strategies that would uh, be clear on exactly what I needed to do and exactly what I needed to work on. Yeah, that's awesome. What, uh, let's see, what's, What's changed in your business since that time? Mm, so much. This is so great. Um, I, besides having clarity on exactly what I needed to do, I've hired a virtual assistant to help me. I've hired uh, a couple um, and I've built out another online course, really two since joining you. Um, I've, I'm working less and making more. So I went from just hustling every day, just trying to do things that I thought might work to literally scheduling out nothing on Monday, nothing on Wednesday, nothing on Friday, Tuesdays and Thursdays are my work days. Um, so that those are some things that have changed. So That's online awesome. course hired somebody and working two days a week. That's awesome. And you've effectively what tripled your business or more working two days a week instead of five yep mm -hmm. <laughs> that's dope yeah more more if more than that take my january yeah in february yeah. for sure hell mm -hmm. yeah so um i get i got so many questions i want to ask uh what yeah. was like what was one of the first things you did that made the biggest difference adjusting my offer mm -hmm. probably uh for what I had already set up, tightening my funnel. Uh, you had a couple of recommendations in different areas. Uh, hiring an assistant because I hated social media. And you had said to me, Jess, you should really show up on social media. It's really going to be, you know, make a difference for you. And I really didn't want to do it. And so you said, well, outsource it, like find somebody to do it for you. And so I do. And I have somebody else take the content that I've already created and put it out on social media for me on three days a week. Um, and it's, they're my words. They're the things I've already created, but she's just repurposing them and throwing them out and um, putting them on, make them look great on Canva uh, and pushing that information out. And then also DMing people and grabbing email addresses that way. So these are things that I don't have to do, but are, make a huge difference in my business. Yeah. So that's probably one of the bigger things is That's showing awesome. up on social media, even if it's somebody else doing it for me and yep. helping to get more people. Into so so you have an online business and you're like, I'm not a fan of social media and yet oh, you're, yes. you're still crushing it. Right. I built a business around not having to rely on social media. Uh, yep. and I did that through a blog and being able to show up, be sh mm -hmm. to show up on Google. Right. But now you also show up on social media and Instagram and it's helped you grow your business, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. But it's, social media absolutely helps it. Yeah, but the person who's doing it, her, their name is not Jess. Correct. Right? Don't <laughs> tell anyone, guys. <laughs> Sometimes it's me. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's the funny. Yeah. Like my um, one of my coaches, Taki, says it's like not Taki is the best person to do this job. 
right? Oh, okay. I like that. Yeah. That's and so, so it's true. like, not Jess or not Aaron is the best person to do this job. I mean, that's the, mm -hmm. that's one of the secrets of growing without working harder. Mm -hmm. Right. Like yep. from the four hour work week, the only way to work four hours is to have other people doing things for you. Exactly. Have you, yeah. So I've seen this people go, but, uh, I have to do all this stuff. I can't actually do that myself. Like, so they, they won't delegate because they think they have to do it or they're like, oh, that's too expensive to hire someone to do this. Right. How do you get over the fact that uh, you're not the one posting it and you have to pay someone else to do it? The first question. So how did I get over the fact that it's me, not me posting it? Mm -hmm. They're my words and they're exactly what I tell the VA to reply. So, hey, when somebody follows me, message them this. When they mm -hmm. reply back, message them this. So it's still me and my instruction. And it's just, I'm not the one copying and pasting that message into the DM. Yep. Uh, so that's one piece of it. And then uh, the second, what was the second question? Well, how do you get over the fact like, so it's not you doing it and you right? have to pay someone to do it. Now you have to oh, put money to out somebody. to get yeah. this done. Right? Yes. Right. Uh, well, what's your time worth? For me, my time is worth, uh, I would much rather pay somebody else to do it so that I could go skiing that day versus having to hang out and, and do it myself. So what's your time worth? Figure that out. And any dollar less than what you are paying yourself, you could pay somebody else to go do it, in my opinion, because uh, especially if you don't want to do it, right? I don't want to have to create things on Canva. And if that's fun for you, by all means, go have at it. Uh, but for me, no thanks. I would rather just type the content and then have somebody else make it look pretty. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I do the same thing, <laughs> you yeah. know, like I've, I'm like, look, I'm at, if I try to go post on Instagram, I always mess it up, you know, like I, yeah. I, I did something the other day and I just, I messed it up. I was like, well, there's Aaron, but I have someone else doing most of the time. Cause otherwise I'd be spending all my day on Instagram. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Sure. So let's see. So you've got um, a couple different ways that you've uh, generate revenue. And one of them is through online courses, right? Yes. So mm -hmm. what um, how, you said you have a couple online courses, right? Like, yes, is there like, can you tell us about like, how do you know how to build an online course or what to say or whether you even have something that people want to buy? Yeah, great questions. Uh, so I have three online courses right now. Travel therapy, uh, how to build an online business and telehealth clinic, and how to create an online course basically as a therapist, the therapist online course creation formula. Um, so those are my three courses. And how do you know whether you have something to create? And uh, this is something, Aaron, that you taught me that was a giant aha moment that I wish I would have thought of beforehand. Luckily, it worked out for me, but you said once you need to sell it before you build it right and i went oh my goodness that makes so much sense so you're not selling your product is the ultimate validation of your idea when people have to reach into their pocket and hand you money that's how you know that people want your product until then it's just a oh yeah that sounds interesting that sounds neat i might do that and then if you spend six months bu building a product that people don't buy like no, that's not the way to go about doing it. So um, in the course that I teach, and I know that you teach Aaron regarding online, um, setting up an online course, you actually create your offer, validate your idea and sell it before you end up recording the course. And I think that's 
magical. And uh, I got lucky because I knew that the travel therapy course needed to be created because I had been talking to people um, for so long, which is another way to know if you should create a course is if you're teaching something and you're saying the same thing over and over and over again, chances are you can create an online course. Uh, a lot of people say, but I'm not an expert. Mm -hmm. Why am I the one that should be teaching this online course? As long as you are steps ahead of the people you're trying to teach, as long as you're teaching people, and as long as you're saying the same thing over and over and over again, that is an opportunity for you to create an online course. Yeah, that's awesome. I think it was the Leonardo DiCaprio movie where it was Catching If You Can, James Abagnale, who was the con artist. He taught like a semester at Harvard and they were like, how'd you do it? He's like, I just had to read one chapter ahead of my students. You know, oh, that's he, perfect. Yeah, yeah. He taught himself the same thing. And it's, I think that's really it. I think that I've seen people get in trouble by going, oh, I have this important thing. I'm going to spend all my time building it, you know, and they, and they spend their time building it. And then they're frustrated that people won't buy it or enroll in it. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if someone has already built something and they're like, oh, people aren't really enrolling in my, my thing, what would be some of your best advice to help people like get more people to enroll in their course or program? That's a great question. Uh, so the content is probably great. You probably are teaching wonderful things that people need and they benefit from. The, the mismatch happens between the message and the market. And this is again, something that you say often, Aaron, is the market message match right? What is it that you're offering them? And do they even think that they need it? And if they don't think that they need it in the first place, or they don't want it in the first place, then you can't force it down their throats. How can we change the wording even? How can we change the copy? How can we change the message to them um, about what you're doing for them? So for example, uh, people might not need a course on knee pain, knee pain course. That doesn't sound interesting, right? But if you have a uh, how to train for your next half marathon and avoid knee pain, like that might speak to more people. So it's sometimes just changing the wording or the title or the offer um, that might help with the sale and the offer being like, what is it that you're giving them in addition to maybe the content? What other things can you provide for them of value? Mm -hmm. So um, let's say like for one of your courses, when you build a course is, are you just building like online modules? Are you giving them access to other resources or what are some of the other parts of like, let's say your offer? Like what is it that people typically get or how do you kind of structure that part? Yeah, sure. So there's, uh, when you're building an online course, there are the benefits, which are like the non-tangible things, how, uh, what people are going to get out of it, what results are they going to see? Those are the benefits. And then there's the features, which are like the tangible things. What are they going to have? What are they going to be able to download or be a part of? So for example, the features in my courses or the courses that I teach my clients to build might be things like five modules of pre-recorded content or five live lessons and Q and A's, as well as access to a Facebook community. So that's like your paid Facebook group, uh, access to um, maybe live, live Q and A's, um, downloadable worksheets, checklists, cheat sheets, how-to videos. I have a lot of tech how-to videos, um, maybe a 
free assessment or a coaching call, things like that are added on to your course to make it now more valuable than say just an online course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. If someone wants to get started building an online course, what would be the first three steps that they need to take? You know, like the note is like, I have this idea or I don't have an idea, but I want to do it. Like what would the, be the first three steps that that person needs to take? Yeah. Awesome. In my opinion, it's figure out a niche and a target market and an idea and slightly validate that idea. Maybe not validate the idea based on like, here, hand me your wallet and give me your money, but you're validating the idea by throwing it out into the interwebs and seeing if anybody's raising their hand for it. Mm -hmm. So for example, um, I post this on my story often, I'm looking for 10 PTs who are interested in starting creating an online course in the next 30 days in 2022. And when I get people replying to that, I know there's an interest in that. So just throwing out that general question and Aaron, is this a blunt post that you, yeah. this is the term blunt post that you yeah. uh, have taught me is at just ask, just ask, Hey, I'm creating this thing. Who's interested? Who wants to learn more? And just by putting that out there onto your personal Facebook page, onto an Instagram story, you can get some feelers for whether there are crickets or whether they're, everybody's raising their hand. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then what? So now I've got five people to raise my hand. What do I do? Ask for their email address and ask if you can um, reach out to them when, when the information is ready. Yeah. Or you could create a lead magnet uh, and say, hey, thanks. Here's some more information about how to create, say, an online course in this case. Um, and you give them something valuable where they can learn a little bit about what it is that they might want to learn in your course, like maybe the what and the why. So uh, what is an online course? Why should I create an online course? And then an action step toward, hey, if you want to learn more, check out this program that I'm planning on creating. Um, so yeah, collecting an email, I think is the next yeah. biggest awesome. step. So now let's say I try this and I put this out on my Instagram or social media and I get crickets, nothing. What do I Great. do? Great. That's a wonderful thing because that means that you didn't just spend six months creating a course that nobody wants. So first off, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, but it's time to switch it up. Maybe change the wording, maybe ask people what they want ask people what they're looking for. What's your biggest challenge around back pain? Mm -hmm. And then listen, listen to what they say, listen to the words they use. Um, well, my, uh, the chiropractor, whatever, the physical therapist, listen to what they say and solve the problems. So instead of saying, Hey, I'm planning on creating this, who's interested, you can say, Hey, what's been your biggest challenge around managing back pain, managing knee pain while you're running? And then listen to what they say and create a program around that because they're telling you exactly what they want. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Has there ever been a time in the last few years that you, you were like, yes, this is going to be, this is going to rock and I'm going to roll out this new product or thing. And then it just kind of flopped. Yes, exactly. It was, that's exactly what happened. I'm so glad you asked. Okay. So, uh, right now I have a program running about online course creation. There are 20 therapists in it mm -hmm. on how to create an online course. I tried to launch something similar to this a couple months ago, but I called it how to create an online business. Right. In my mind, 
an online, having an online course is the same as having an online business. It's one component of an online business. But for some reason, that was a mismatch of what they thought they wanted and or needed or what I thought they needed. So just changing that, that message is made a huge difference. And I think I got, uh, I might have 80 or so people on an email list now that want to learn about how to create an online course versus how to start an online business. Yeah, that's awesome. So mm -hmm. you changed like one word or kind of like a phrase, basically instead of how to start an online business, how to start an online course. And uh, you went from crickets to like a floodgate almost, yes. right? Yeah. Yep, exactly. And it's just that one so, word. And like, did you change anything else? Uh, well, the content, right? Mm -hmm. Because now instead of teaching uh, about the whole business structure and how to do everything from the very beginning, now I'm just, this is one lesson. Teaching an, about an online course is one lesson in my how to create an online business mm -hmm. um, program. Um, but now I dig deeper into the online yeah. course stuff and lay it out over the course of five weeks. That's awesome. I had, this, I had a similar thing, right? I tried to teach too much. People didn't want it. And I niched it down to really small, you know, easier. So would it be fair to say that uh, a smaller bite-sized chunk of information is more palatable for most people? Always. Yes, always. And it's hard to narrow it down in no matter what you're teaching. You're, yeah. You want to teach everything, but you have to think, what's the one thing that they need to know right now in order right. to make the next step forward? Yeah. What... Um, if you know you've got a couple different like online courses is there anything let's say is there another pathway that you're using to generate revenue that's like not taking a ton of your time like what are yes. what are some of those things you're doing yeah affiliates mm -hmm. working with affiliates and that would be another thing that um i would recommend and or teach so working when i teach about online course creation i also work with kajabi kajabi is my affiliate so when people sign up to use kajabi they um, sign up for a program with Kajabi and they're an affiliate. Um, similarly, if I sell other people's online courses or programs, I'm an affiliate of that program as well. Um, so affiliates are a great way to generate income without doing a lot more work. Uh, there are also affiliate programs in say like Amazon, right? Mm -hmm. Selling product, uh, selling products on Amazon, you can become an affiliate there too. Yeah. What's the What's the benefit of doing that versus like creating it yourself or, you know, like, how do you make the most, like, how do you make the most of it? Like, why, why is that for you? Like one of the top things that that's worked so well. It's not my time. It's, yeah. um, oh, you need this product or service. I highly recommend this one. And then that's it. I'm not putting any more of my time into creating the product mm -hmm. or trying to sell it or trying to market it. And, um, I mean, I could, but it's, it's not my time to create right. it. It's not my time to be involved in it. I just pass the buck basically. Yeah. And you're not servicing the product either. You're just like, Correct. this is my recommendation. You know, it's mm -hmm. kind of like, what if physicians got a 30% uh, of the opioid price if, you know, every time someone bought it, like I'm sure they'd be, they'd be really wealthy, <laughs> but the Sackler family got all the money instead. Uh, something like that. Um, but just imagine, but I think the, the point is, is that you can, what you've done is uh, leverage your time, right? Because mm -hmm. your online courses aren't always taught live. People can go through and view them on their own time. 
um, as you make an affiliate sale, you can make a sale and the money can come in once and sometimes mul hopefully multiple times. And you're not mm -hmm. continuing to do that. You're like traveling in your van or skiing or just sleeping in. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. That's dope. So how did you set this up? So you only have to work a couple days a week. Like what's the secret there? Yeah. Automations and systems. Mm -hmm. And those sound like big words and I guess pretty generic just to say that, but, um, what is, so what is an automation in a system in a system? Here? Let me, I'm going to back up and start with a sale. Like mm -hmm. you, so Aaron, you talk about sales, marketing, automations, and systems, and that's how you grow a business. Is that mm -hmm. pretty much? Yeah. So, um, let me start with sales. So in order to have a successful business, you obviously have to have a converting offer. So that's your sales. You have to have a converting offer. You don't want to send Facebook ads to an offer that doesn't convert, right? No point in that. So you have your converting offer. And then once you have a converting offer, you have to improve your marketing so that you're sending more people to that offer. How do you do that? Um, in my opinion, through email and lead magnets and bringing in more people, more leads that way. So sending more leads to your sales or your converting offer. And then the next step is the automations. Once you have uh, the marketing piece in place and you have a lead magnet and people are coming through and they're looking at your offer and they're converting, then you need to create an automation so that that all happens automatically. Either the emails are happening automatically, the system happens automatically. That is where the magic happens. And I find myself now, as I say, build out a new online course. Once I know I have the converting offer, I'm building out the lead magnet, I'm setting the system in place and the automation, I'm setting up the automation so that I don't ever have to touch it again. Mm -hmm. I record the video once, uh, or I record the, the lesson or the online course once, and then I set up the whole program to run automatically so that when somebody comes to my website and is interested in learning more about an online course, maybe they download a lead magnet and then they get emails about the online course offer. They purchase the online course offer. They get automatically emails and information about the online course. So everything runs on automation after I set it up once. Yeah. Um, I think that's, and that's how I look at everything is how can I set this up on automation? Um, and then once your automation is in place, then you can scale it by hiring other people to do things for you and, um, bringing more leads in through say like Facebook ads or things like that. Right. Did that answer the question? Yeah, Aaron? I think so. Okay. So it's like do it once and put it on autopilot. Yes. Yep. Yep. Which... That's how I like to think about everything in my business. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And are you doing, you're doing a lot of that with software, right? Like email marketing, yes. Kajabi, whatever else. Okay. And so the kind of the, you set up the software and this mostly the software does it. And you've got some virtual assistants to help with some of the manual things. Correct. Right. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Um, I think what's the, the, the next question I think that goes along with that is how do you know when you're ready? Let's say, okay, you got a virtual assistant, right? How do you know when you're ready to start using a virtual assistant? Yeah. Uh, if you have thought, gee, I hate doing this and you can teach it to somebody else, then you should have a virtual assistant. So we'll just make it simple. If you can teach somebody else to do what you're doing, you could have a virtual assistant. Mm -hmm. um, if it doesn't have to be your genuine words or your authentic 
self standing up and presenting, you can teach a virtual assistant how to do it, or you can have a, a, an assistant do it for you. So yeah. if it doesn't have to be you, delegate. So besides social media and some DMs, what else are you having virtual assistants do for you? Email. So I have a giant inbox of email that comes through <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's big. and, uh, she helps me stay afloat and not drown in the email. Mm -hmm. Um, some things are more important than others. And I often get a lot of the same questions. How do I get started with travel therapy? I already wrote that once. So I have a Google sheet of all of the answers to all of the questions that I get all the time. And she can just copy and paste it. She's not writing the email for me. Mm -hmm. She's just copying and pasting what I've already written once. Yeah. That's awesome. So email, social media, and then, um, are there anything like, is there anything else that like you're using someone else to do that, uh, maybe we won't even like think we wouldn't even think of. Yeah. Um, I have some virtual assistants doing, um, billing mm -hmm. for other clinics. So I actually help connect clinics with virtual assistants too. So, uh, getting verification, insurance verifications, yep. um, administration, billing, invoicing, yeah, anything really. Yeah. Were you doing all <laughs> these scheduling your flights? <laughs> yeah. Were you doing all these before or were these new things that you're like now able to do because you have someone else doing it? Uh, which part of it? I don't know. Both of it. Uh, okay. Yeah. Were you so like, were you... all these things that we just described were, was just doing that like before the virtual assistants? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the emails, yes, I was managing myself, mm -hmm. my emails before, but bringing on other virtual assistants to help other uh, clinic owners, that's something that I was able to do and recently stepped into since joining your program, yeah. Aaron. So I guess that's another piece of my business that I've stepped into right. also. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. And you've got a couple other little, little pieces too. Um, that's, but I think, well, I guess the other... Oh, there's so many little pieces to it, but I think if, if I want to step back and say, you've kind of grown a business around your lifestyle. Okay. Right. What, what is it that you want to be able to do that you weren't able to do? Like, what is it that you're doing? Like the other five days a week that, you know, instead of Tuesday, Thursday, that you really like that mean a lot to you and, and why this is all worth it. Right. Yeah. That's a great question. Besides skiing. Besides um, skiing. yeah. My sister has a business too. So I've been helping her. Uh, she has a subscription box business. So I go over to the warehouse and we all pack boxes together. And like, that sounds like work, but it's not because I'm helping her grow her business. And it's, it's a fun thing for me to do. So yeah. I do that um, on Mondays and Fridays sometimes. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and Wednesdays are my personal days. I do self-care in yeah. that day, yeah. whatever that needs to be grocery yeah. shopping or, you know, yeah. And you've got a van and you get to, and I have a van and you get to drive around the country whenever you want to. Yes. You, have you been on any cool trips or anything recently? Yes. Uh, in fact, a couple of weeks ago, I went down to Ocracoke Island, which is an island at the very tip of the Outer Banks, which I didn't even know existed. Uh, beautiful place. And I took my van down there and I worked with um, one of my friends and yoga studio owners to put some of her classes into an online program as well so that she can keep them yeah. and sell them uh, evergreen basically. So that was a really nice 
work vacation, work vacation. Yeah. But yeah. That's awesome. That's dope. Yeah. So I think, Thanks. I think that that's really cool. Well, you know, like, so you got a van, which I have one too. Yeah. And I don't get to spend as much time as I want. Um, and you got a business that's working for you. Um, why, like, why is it so important for you to help other people? Because I'm sure there's a lot of things that you're doing or capable of doing that it wouldn't directly impact somebody. Like, so why is it important for you to help other people in our profession or other physical therapists? I want to help other people create a career around the lifestyle that they want. So exactly, I've done it for myself. Now I want to help other people be able to do it so that they can spend more time with their friends or their family so that they can take vacation when they want so that they can not have to work about worry about student loans or uh, finances and they can buy houses and those that's why I now do what I do before it was for me so that I could survive so that mm -hmm. I could not be burnt out. And now I want to help other people not be burnt out and, and think outside of the box. Yeah. That's awesome. Is there, um, is there anything that you've done that we've talked about or not talked about that you feel like you should have done earlier? Yes. Always. Right. Yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully Hindsight's in retrospect, like, yeah, it makes sense. Um, hire an assistant that we have talked about. I would have done that as soon as I realized, Hey, if it's, if I don't need to be doing it, I need to be outsourcing it. So hiring somebody, um, creating more online courses. Mm -hmm. So I now have three, I've built two of them in the past two years. Um, and finally, definitely hiring a coach, Aaron, like working with you is the best decision I've ever made. Um, it's easy for me to say now it was scary initially, like in the decision-making process of, is this the next step for me? It absolutely is the next step for you. If you've even considered working with a business coach, mm -hmm. now is the time you're, you're in the right spot. And, um, it has, I, I went from, um, I, maybe five, $5,000 a month, I think when I first started, uh, and I just had a $30,000 month last month. Yeah. So thank you, Aaron. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Congratulations. That's Thanks. great. Two days. Two, and you're like, I don't work hard enough. I'm like, that's totally fine. Like, yeah, you've and got two days a week. Right. I know. And I'm like, yeah. I wish I could do more of that. You know, I think uh, before the episode, I was working in my brain on another planet. And that's why I was a minute or two late. <laughs> no worries. But, um, but that's really awesome. I'm super, I'm super excited for you. I'm proud of you for doing that. That's great. Thank um, you. Jess, is there anything else that you think would be important for people to know or understand, whether it's about you uh, creating an online business, you know, online courses, anything that we missed? I don't think so. I think we covered a lot today yeah. and that was, that was great. Um, yeah. Don't hesitate to reach out if anybody has more questions about online course creation or um, online business or travel therapy. Yeah. Those are and yeah. And you wrote a, you've got like a handbook for online course creation. Is that right? Yes. Can yep. you tell us about so that? the therapist online course creation handbook is going to show you, walk you through why you should have an online course, um, how to, how to build one, the steps to build one. Um, and you can grab that, uh, at my website, university.wanderlustpts.com forward slash handbook. Um, and yeah, so that might be your first step if you're considering building an online course. Right. Awesome. And then where should someone find you online or Instagram? What's, what's the best place yeah. to go? Uh, wanderlustpts.com w a n d e r l u s t p t s yeah awesome and you're speaking at pt bizcon in a few weeks 
I am. I'm so yeah. excited. Thank yeah. you so much for I'm having really me. I'm really stoked about that too. Um, is there uh, a nugget you can share that you think you might talk about there that, you know, people, you know, cause I don't even know what I'm talking about there yet, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> like, is there, is there anything that we didn't cover today or that you think like for people to look forward to? I'll put you on the PT spot. PT BizCon was the one thing that changed my life, that changed my business and my, therefore my life. So if you're even considering attending PT BizCon, just be there. You will not regret it. Um, you'll know what I'm talking about after you attend. So I would say that's, those are my words of wisdom about PT yeah. BizCon is just be there, show up um, and you'll, it will be life-changing for you professionally and personally, because it was for me. Yeah, awesome, awesome, super. Super grateful for that Thank you so much. Um, I think like if anyone wants to know, I know that there's going to be some very tactical things that people are going to share. We're going to do a lot of things together, um, not just talking about stuff, but you'll have some stuff done by the, by the end of the two days. So I'm super stoked to have uh, just for have you speaking again this year. It's going to be great. Thanks, Aaron. So, yep. Thanks for joining us on the show. And everyone listening, I would say to you, thanks for Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Catch us on the next time. Be sure to catch us at PT BizCon. But if there's one thing that you do, um, it would be to just get started and uh, get your ideas out into the world and don't stop trying until you figure it out. We'll see you on Agreed. the next show. See you, in the, see you then. Thanks. Hey, what's up? It's Aaron. Real quick, if you're just starting a cash-based physical therapy practice or you already have one and you want to learn how to grow it and scale it, this is for you. I just released my brand new book, The Cash PT Blueprint, because I want to get this book in the hands of every physical therapist out there. I want to give it away to you for free. All I ask is that you pay a little bit of shipping and handling, and you'll not only get the steps to create your own cash practice, but the tools to grow it and scale it beyond what everyone else thinks is possible. To snag your copy right now, go to cashptblueprintbook.com. That's C-A-S-H-P-T-B-L-U-E-P-R-I-N-T-B-O-O-K.com. And we get your copy, give me a shout out somewhere on social media, and we'll talk to you soon.